we'll return to this. Blog Talk Radio. Stubborn theme tonight. There's no earthy way of knowing. <laughs> Good man, a lot of time. Which direction we are going? Direct the El Camino. It would have been DWI. have reached a tipping point. Good evening! Good evening, everybody out there. It is time once again for the tipping point. We're going to have part two of an interview with Ace Haven, and we're going to interview the promoter, Ricardo, or the junior of Mucha Lucha Wrestling. It's a big night, Larry. Um, are you up for it? I know I am. I am up for it, and I am up for a huge weekend coming up in uh, Georgia Wrestling. Another one after um, we think we're going to have a string of these coming yeah. up. I mean, a number of big shows on Saturday, and I think if Rob Rod, uh, in Rob Rod's um, video, he had five Sunday shows. I don't know if there's ever yeah five shows that's, on Sunday. That's got to be a first. Let's talk about some first times, Larry. So that's got to be the first time there are five shows on a Sunday in Georgia, right? Yeah, gotta be. I think so. I think that's and I've got a, I've got a challenge for you and our listeners. So the the PWI 500 list came out, and AC Mac. Did you hear about this? I did not. AC Mac is number 25. <laughs> Larry, here's my question. Has any Georgia wrestler who is not affiliated with a major ranked that high before? I, you know, I don't know, but I just can't imagine how that could be possible. That they could have ever. Now, he is the IWTV world champion. But that's something Correct. that the IWTV World Champion rated that high in the PWI rankings. But no, that couldn't have I, never I mean, happened before. Congrats! I mean, that's that story on GWH worthy, is it not? That he hit number twenty-five on the PWI oh. five hundred. Oh yes. Um, I mean, congratulations to AC Mac. Um, to a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. As I said in my article about Slim J. Did you get a chance to look at the article about the ten uh, best, the ten great comebacks in Georgia yes. wrestling? What What did you think? You can shoot it to me straight. You won't hurt. I don't have feelings anymore after the divorce, so you can't hurt them. <laughs> I thought it was a very good list. Thank you. Yeah, I, I I like that you got. I really like that you got D Byers on there. Yeah. Um, that Nick Halen was on there. I mean, I I thought it was a very good list. Have you got Have you gotten? Uh, Feedback, positive or negative, on the list from other air, from other folks? Yes. I mean, Nick Halen was the first one who wrote me and thanked me for putting it on him. And I said, you're the reason, you're the reason I did the list in the first place. Because I, I, I remember thinking, like, 
God, I mean, you know, the more I think about the Nick Halen nausea thing, the more I realize how incredible that thing I don't think gets the credit that it deserves, not from a wrestling standpoint, but from the significance of they did that thing over three or four promotions, right? It got basically nausea in everywhere that he wanted to be. I think it was inspirational for both nausea and Nick Halen. Um, I just... That thing, that best of seven that they did, I, I mean, is just, it's one of the coolest things that's, that's happened that doesn't really get talked about, I think, as much as it should. So I was happy to put both of them on the list. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, think um, I haven't heard from Brooklyn since the list has come out, but I heard from somebody else who mentioned that how meaningful it was to have Brooklyn on that list. That, 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 that they thought that that was a very significant, important thing. I think so, too. I mean, I, you know, I've been, I haven't been very gentle about women's wrestling in Georgia in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, Brooklyn being such a prominent figure, uh, really, I think, surpassing what most people thought she was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And now I realizing that compelling figure. I mean, is it safe to say, I mean, I said she was a lock for female performer. Am I exaggerating? I just don't see any way she doesn't win the thing. You know, the only other one I could see in there would be Shalante. Right. Um, because she is, she is working in a lot of places around Georgia, but I mean, in terms of the, the high profile position that Brooklyn holds in Southern honor, that's pretty hard to beat. Um, and I was glad that you had Sal Renaro on there because, you know, it's not like the guy's ever been away, but he's doing more in in different places than he, than he, than he has in years. So, I mean, it was nice that he got on there. Yeah, thank you. I, um, you know, other names were definitely considered, but those ten names stuck out. Um, I almost put Terry Lawler on the list, but hmm. I, I thought that, one, the promotions that he's working for, if I can just be blunt and honest, aren't as significant as most of the other ones. But more than that, it was sort of a repeat of the story of like Tank and Dan, where they had had this kind of great retirement tour, and now they were back. And I just, I, I wanted to avoid telling the same story more than once, if that made sense. I because I, yeah. I thought everybody had that kind of unique take. Um, Dan. That thing, and so I got a lot of response from people that I don't know. Very interesting on Twitter. People messaged me privately to say how much they enjoyed uh, Dan and Tank being included, but mainly what I said about Dan specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. highlighting, you know, that he's booking, that he had a big part in the Uncharted Territories thing that was so great. Um, that he does commentary. That he's really been instrumental in convincing. I mean, I. I think when it all is said and done, the Tank and Dan thing is going to be way bigger than we even realize because Dan getting Deathmatch to buy into the notion of a manager being truly useful, it right. never really happened before. And Dan is making them see the like. I mean, it's not like he's doing anything different than he's ever done. He's just being great, and they're recognizing his value. Because I was there when he debuted, with uh, IW, ICW, and Danny D'Amato did not give a fuck about Dan. 
He didn't see the point of Dan being there. He didn't care about Dan being there. But then, you know what Dan does? He goes out there and cuts the promo, and the crowd instantly was like, holy shit. And then, you know, when Tank came out there, they were all nuts for him. And, um, you know, the rest is history. The power of a great manager, it still lives. Yeah, and and truly a comeback because he was done with wrestling just a couple of years ago. You know, when he left booking at Anarchy, he said that was it for him. And now he says yeah. he'll never he'll never quit again. <laughs> he'll never quit again. And I mean, and I mean, we're all better for it, right? We're all better for it. So, what uh, what topics do you want to hit before? Hopefully, we get Ricardo on here. You know, I thought I wanted to just talk about this coming weekend because we've got a couple things coming up on the show. And in case we don't get to it later, I want to mention, um, and you had mentioned in your um, uh, full disclosure about how we're trying to cover the ground here this weekend with all these shows. So I think the the plan as far as GWH coverage is we're going to have uh, three different shows covered on Saturday. Uh, Duke's going to be at Southern Fried. I'm going to be at Deep South for Nick Patrick's final match. And Rob Rod's going to be at the Southern States Pro Show out in West Georgia. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be at Ricardo's show. And Rob Rod is going to try to make the championship district wrestling show, uh, if, if at all possible. So hopefully we get five reports out of the weekend. Holy crap. And then I'd love to be in at Pro South, but man, I just can't swing that. That's a that's a well we'll talk with we'll talk with Ace about that. But there's I right. believe there's also mm, I think Rob Rod had five Friday shows also. Southern Violence is running on a Friday, which which I don't don't believe they've done before. So um, I have yeah, a, I have a kind of a dumb question, and maybe it's a question for Ace. Maybe only he knows. But are they still going to be transmitting on YouTube? I assume so. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so it, the live so, the live I mean, stream you'll returns. Be, you'll be able to look at you'll be you'll be able to look at it later at least. Oh yeah, yeah. I might even be watching it when it's live. I just won't have won't have time to get over to Piedmont. And be there for it, which I would, which I would really like to do. But yeah, that's just not in the cards. But yeah, no, the live stream goes back, and um, according to uh, Ace, the, you know they've they've got it set up. So it, it, at least lighting wise, it's going to look like the old building. We we shall see Friday night at uh, so, eight thirty Eastern. So they're still in Piedmont. Yep. Wow. Yep. Just in a are you familiar with building. the location? No. No, I'm not. Um, I just know it's a bigger building because it was an old. Huh. I think it was an. He, we, he, he can fill us in on this, but I believe it was some tor- sort of a school at one point. I mean, obviously, it couldn't be a very large school, but I think it was used as some type, maybe a preschool. I'm really not sure, but he'll fill us in. I'm sure when we get him on. But yeah, it's definitely bigger than the than the old building was. And, well, that's um, great. Mm-hmm. I have messaged Ricardo, and I'm not getting any response here. So we shall see. Well, as the song says, Cholo no yones, which means tough guy, don't cry. We're going <laughs> to... Cholo no yones. Um, 
I watched Blood In, Blood Out, so I would, I would have enough Spanish to uh, flex with Ricardo a little bit. <laughs> well, good, good luck with that. I can certainly uh, cuss in Spanish like you would not believe, thanks to a you know a Chicano prison movie. So, um, again, for those who aren't familiar with Ricardo, um, he yeah. runs he runs Mucha Lucha, and they do about a show a season. And where do they run it out of specifically? They run it out of the. Uh... Out of a, like a, a spot over in Norcross, Espacio okay. Discotheque. Nice. Over off of and Jimmy I mean, Carter Boulevard in, in Norcross. They have not drawn. They have not drawn less than a thousand in recent memory, and most of the time they hover around the twelve hundred mark. Um, what's remarkable about them is. Not only are they drawing numbers that are really unparalleled on the indies, period, right? But the gate, the amount of money that they charge. We're talking $100 for VIP, 90 for the second row, 80 for the third, 50 for general admission, and $25 for kids under a certain age. Everybody owes, everybody pays. <laughs> I mean, we're talking low estimate, 80 grand gate but probably closer to 100. He brings in top talent from AAA. He's worked out some kind of thing with MLW. Um, you know, he's a mover and a shaker. He makes his living exclusively through promoting and work, working these shows. And um, just well, really you know, great. That's a hell of an intro, Steve, because I do believe we have Ricardo Ordaz from Mucha Lucha Atlanta on the line right now. Hey, Ricardo. Ricardo, hey, is that you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, yes. Hey, yes, great. How are I you was guys? just very good, thank you. We're so happy to have you here. Um, I was telling everybody about what a great job that you do and how great Mucha Lucha is. But before we talk about wrestling, how are you doing? Um, how is your health? Um, is everything okay now? Yes, everything is great. Thank you. Actually, I was uh, I just had uh, some uh, surgery a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was closer to the show, obviously. But yeah, I'm doing great. Um, you know, now I'm just now stressed out. You know, I'm only a few days away from the big show, so yeah. now everything is just like piling up on me. You know, so it's just like just stress. You know, but uh, I'll be okay. I mean, it happens every three months. So I'm already getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, Ricardo, this is Larry Goodman. Thank you for giving some of uh, some of your time and your busy schedule in these last hectic days leading up to the show. Um, what can you tell us about how this came together with MLW for this show? Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, we had already talked about this, like maybe like six before my last show. There was, you know, we're in the talks and. Uh, and uh, to be honest, the, the, the guy that made uh, this happen was uh, Conan. You know, Conan is, is a good friend of mine, and uh, and uh, we had talked about it, and uh, he knows that we're drawing very well in Atlanta. So uh, he, he mentioned that uh, MLW was trying to uh, contact a few promoters uh, all over the state, and they were trying to work with, you know, obviously some good indie promotions to bring MLW to different, uh, different states and cities. 
And uh, Conan was like, he was very interested in, um, Corbaro was very interested in coming to Atlanta. So, you know, he said, uh, I think, you know, you guys will do very well if you guys partner up. And uh, he's the one that made it happen. And, you know, um, obviously MLW is bringing some people from, I know, Dragon Gate, a couple of guys from Dragon Gate. And uh, it's going to be it's gonna be great, to be honest. I have a really good relationship with AAA. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much how that happened. Fantastic. Fantastic. Steve, you got a question? Yes. Um, everything from where, where where I can see it, everything about Mucha Lucha is first rate, right? The posters look great. Um, the community obviously loves it. Um, how did you learn to do wrestling promoting so well? I, I mean, because – for people who are ignorant about, I mean, who who don't know Lucha, who weren't familiar, it feels like you came out of nowhere. Now, that's probably not true. How did you get into this, and why are you so good at it? <laughs> well, to be honest, I, I think one of the biggest things that helped me is that um, I was a radio host before I was a promoter, okay? So I worked for, for, uh, for a pretty popular radio station in Atlanta, like a, a Hispanic Mexican radio station, I'm going to say. Uh, so uh, I worked uh, with them for almost, what, 10 years? So, uh, you know, I was pretty much a radio host. Uh, I had my own show. And uh, pretty much so that's where it comes from. I think the whole promoter, you know, that's what kind of, like, gave me an edge. Now, my dad was, I think some of the guys, some of you guys maybe know, but my dad was a wrestler back in the uh, in the 80s and 90s. So he, he, uh, he wrestled for, like, over 20 years, and then and then he became a referee after he retired. So... Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, since I remember, I was maybe three, four years old. You know, I have always been in in arenas and in uh, wrestling shows, and and it's a passion for me. You know, I do it very well because you know, I mean, obviously, my dad is a is a, is a big part of the of the whole of you know the whole promotion. You know, obviously, his experience, and then with the like I said, with the whole radio host thing. You know, I kind of it kind of like helped me promote it, and then you know, it's, to be honest, with you, I think that's, that's where it comes from. I'm I'm curious, Ricardo. How did you settle on the the format that you use with Mucha Lucha, where you run shows basically quarterly versus you know every month yeah. or every two months or some other frequency of schedule? How did you arrive at that that, that was going to be the way to go? Well, the reason is because obviously you know uh, I'm going to be really honest with you. I mean, I know I have a lot of friends that are promoters, and a lot of them are not really making the money. You know, it's hard to make money in, in the wrestling. You know, uh, and uh, you know, you know the way I do it is, you know, obviously I take my time to look for sponsors, to meet up with sponsors, and uh, you know, the whole logistics about the whole thing is it takes a while. So, you know, I don't I don't like to do things like you know. So uh, I don't I don't like to be, feel pressured, you know. What, you know when I'm organizing and you know, all of this, so that's why I take the time to do it every every three months, and it gives me enough time to me to find like to, to find sponsors that want to really be part of the shows, for me to pretty much organize the whole thing. And then this this way, you know, uh, the, I think that's also why uh, the the, uh, the events are successful because you know, like I take I take the time, you know, uh, enough time to do everything. If I was to do it monthly. I'll be honest with you, I don't think I would be able to make it. You know, it's just too much work. Uh, right now, I'm on one-minute show. I mean, I've, you know, there's people that, that, you know, obviously that help me out. But, um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think uh, if I was to, to do a Monday, I, would, I don't think I would, be, I would be able to draw that much. 
I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I think you make very smart decisions. One one aspect of the Mucha Lucha show, which I can't wait for Larry to experience, is just how much how the atmosphere is one where, like, there's lots of people selling different things, and they, you know, all the kids buy these glow-in-the-dark things and all of that stuff. To me, it's... I mean, I wrestled in Mexico, but I, I didn't wrestle for anybody very big. But it still okay. had that – it has that feel of, of, of an event, of like a yeah. carnival. Like, I, I can only compare it to, like, like Rio de Janeiro or something like that. You know, where it's right. more of, like, a very raucous – sort of the way that, that soccer and football is in, in Europe and South America as opposed to the United States you know, where it's more of a, like a cultural event. Um, right. do, do you feel like Mucha Lucha is like any other promotion, or do you feel Not like that. it is its own thing? No, to be honest with you, I really feel like, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone to Mexico, CNLL, AAA, and different promotions, and uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I feel that it's very different, you know, like, mm. I'm going to be honest with you, this time it's going to be different, obviously, because, you know, it's going to be a show that's going to be I was a reporter for TV with you know through MLW. I don't know honestly. I don't know how fans are gonna are gonna feel because they're so used to it. You know us having like an intermission and things like that. Now this time, like this Sunday, you know we're gonna start in you know at six o'clock and we're gonna go. We're gonna have like thirteen, fourteen matches. We're gonna go like straight. So I don't know how fans are gonna feel about the whole thing to be honest with you because you know they're so used to us doing our own thing. And uh, yeah. but definitely, like I said, we are like completely different than than other promotions. To be honest, and you, you're right. It's like a, I always say it's like a, it's like a big reunion. It's like a big party because most oh, of the fans, yeah, yeah. Know, every single show, it's like the same fans. Obviously, we get some new fans, but it feels like that. It really feels like like uh, like everybody there is so close. I mean, everybody is like, oh, you know, we feel so good that you know we're able to see each other again after three months. So right after the show, when I say, okay, this is the next date, people are excited. I haven't even put up the car yet. People are already asking me to buy VIP tickets, you know, whatever cost. And I'm like, hey, you guys got to give me some time because, you know, I don't even have the date yet. So, you know, or, or I don't even know who I'm going to bring in. You know, fans don't care. You know, I, I just, I think they just feel so comfortable with the whole show, with the whole vibe. Like I said, it's a whole family. Uh, it's a whole family show. So, you know, you see kids, you know, four or five years old, and then you see obviously the mom, the dad, the grandpa, the grandma, you know, so, and it's, this is great, you know, I mean, I love it, I like that, I'm very passionate about what I do, and, and, you know, I like doing it, I mean, the, one of the things that I, I am shooting for, obviously, 2023, 20, uh, is that um, I want to do shows more often, that's actually one of the things that I'm trying to work on, mm. so now, maybe wait three, four months, but maybe do uh, every two months, you know, maybe I can do, like, uh, six shows a year, so that's the one of the things that I'm working on right now. Uh, Ricardo, what percentage, what percent of your fans do you think are the same people every three months? To be honest with you, I think it's at least eighty percent of the fans are the same. Wow! Yeah, like like my my, my first row tickets. My, I, I know at least my first row tickets. Maybe the second row, maybe I say a sixty-five percent, seventy percent. But my first row tickets, to be honest with you, they don't last. No more than ten minutes in my website. They 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 sell out pretty quick. 
they fill out pretty quick. So you know when when I'm when I put it out there on a, on a, on the website, uh, and, and and that's one of the things also that I'm trying to work. You know because I'm I'm to be honest, I'm losing a lot of that. I cannot have the like all the control of of everything. And right now, is I'm trying to like educate people and and tell them like, look, you know, I, I mean, I cannot. You cannot come to me or meet me somewhere to you know to give you a pair of tickets. You know you have to just buy them online because I have so much stuff that I'm working on right now that I I just can't I just can't do that anymore. Like you know it's just getting it's getting to be honest with you like I'm losing the whole control of the whole thing and I'm like oh you know you just have to and but fans are like that to be honest with you like I tell them I just buy them online or sell me or PayPal me or you know I have like different methods. And they're like, no, I mean, I want to meet you. I want to have my ticket, like, physically. Like, I really want to fill my tickets, and I want to give you my money. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm busy right now. Like, I can't really meet you, you know, but <laughs> if, if you want to do that stuff, you know, and I'm like, it's going to come to a point where, hey, you know, you have to buy them online, you know, like, I, I cannot meet you, you know. So, but for, for like, right now, is um, I, I just, I, I think, I really think that I have that, that, uh, that our relationship with the fans is a close relationship, yeah. and they really love it. And that's one of the that's one of the big things, you know. That uh, that's why I think Mucha Lucha is very successful because, like I said, you know, they they can they don't see me as that big promoter. They don't see me as oh yeah, he's the main guy. They see me as one of them, you know. And, and, and that's uh, I mean, I like it, you know, because to be honest with you, like I don't want them to see me differently, you know. Um, they've right. been supporting me for now nine years. And like I said, a lot of the a lot of the same fans. It's like every single show is the exact same one, you know. And it's like it's great. It feels great. Like I said, you know, they tell me, I don't care. You know, you if you were to sell a ticket or 120 or uh, I'll I'll buy it. I don't care. Just make sure you bring some good wrestlers, you know. And people don't care. You know, if it's a good show, if there's some really good talent, people are gonna pay for the ticket. Trust me, they don't really care. Obviously, I mean, I'm, 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 well, I think the tickets are so expensive. They just don't understand that, you know, like international, obviously international flights are so expensive. Like, you know, these big counties, they don't, they don't really charge, you know, they're charging, you know, you know, you want to really see some really good, like really good talent, like our venue. Like, I don't know if you guys have been inside our venue or seen it, but our venue is a, it's a great venue. I mean, you know, um, it's, it's just great, you know, I mean, it's not cheap, you know, it's not a cheap venue, so we yeah. really do spend the money, you know, like, you know, it's a really big show, you know, so, like I said, you know, I, I think I think fans are, are, are happy about the whole thing, uh, they know that, you know, we, we really put in the money, the time, the work, and that's why they pay a ticket, you know, because they, they know that it's worth it. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, I have been to your venue both for your show and also when David Marquez ran his show there, and I mean, I know the lighting and sound are excellent. It's an excellent yeah. setup to, to to watch a show. I, I, I wanted to ask you, Ricardo, I noticed you, you always do uh, have meet and greets associated with the yes. show, and, and often yes. the weekend, you know, and not on the day of the show. How does that fit into your, um, the, the way you do things? To, 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 how important is that to have those meet and greets? I mean, to be honest with you, um, that's something that, um, you know, obviously this, the sponsor, one of the main sponsors, which is a low, like a local supermarket, they don't really have the time to go to the event and obviously promote and, and you know, and um, uh, to promote their business. So one of the things that they, they always ask me, they're like, okay, you know, um, we're, we're 100% with you, know, you can count with us, we'll, we'll uh, sponsor you. But the only thing that they ask for is obviously the meeting, you know, a day before the show because we do like a – it's like I always tell them, this is like, this is going to be like a small party before the big party, you know. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, so we always get together, we do giveaways, you know, um, 
obviously they went under the wrestlers, take the pictures, get signings and things like that. It's very important. Yeah, I, I tell them all the time, like, you know, like I only, to be honest with you, I only do it because the, the supermarket, you know, is one of the, that's one of like one of the things that they ask me to do. But because it, right. it's like, so, you know, it's stressful, you know, it's like organizing another event before the big event, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like having wrestlers to come in the day before, you say you have to spend money obviously in hotels and food and, and all right. that stuff, you know, so it, it's still, you know, you, it, like I say, you know, it's an expense, you know. So, you know, if I, if it was me, to be honest with you, I would prefer to do the, the meeting greet before the show, like a couple of hours before the show, and it would be way better for me, you know, give me more time to do other things. But I do it because, like I said, one of the main sponsors I always ask. And, uh, and, if, and if, they, if, if the wrestlers can come in a day before, because sometimes, you know, obviously they have to wrestle somewhere else and they cannot make it, you know. They, you, know it's a, you know, so, you know, but if, they, if, if the fans like it, and they're happy, you know, I, I don't mind doing it. You know, like, so I wish I would, like I said, I, I could do it the day of the event a couple of hours before, but I said, like, I don't mind. I mean, I'm so used to doing it now for, like, years that, uh, to be to be honest with you, I mean, it's just, you know, it's okay. But it, it works out very well for the, for the, for the, not for the promoter, I'm sorry, for the sponsor. It, it works yeah. very well because obviously, you know, they get to promote their business, you know, they get to see it. And obviously, people obviously spend money the day of the meeting, buying stuff inside their their local supermarket and things like that. So it's it's like a win-win situation for both of us, you know. So as long as they're happy, that's one of the things, you know. I mean, as long as my sponsors and my fans are happy, I, you know, it doesn't matter what Ricardo says. You know, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it for them. It's okay. Yeah. There's been various conjectures about like how many people can that ven- how many people your venue can hold. What is the capacity of of that of your building? This this venue is obviously for, it's a nightclub. I mean, obviously for for they do concerts and, and you know it's mm-hmm. a big nightclub. Uh, from my understanding, it's like eighteen hundred eighteen hundred uh, uh, people uh, fit in the venue. You know. Obviously, with the ring and, and the barricades and chairs and things like that, I say maybe like fifteen hundred between thirteen hundred and fifteen hundred. I can uh, I can I can fit you know in that venue. So we have had you know crowds of like twelve hundred. Usually it's between nine hundred and twelve hundred, but uh, we we came really close to doing like fifteen hundred at one point. Oh, wow! Yeah, wow! I think I think that's when I brought in. L.A. Park versus Psycho Clown. I think that's, uh, that's it was one of the uh, or I think no, it was I'm sorry it was Dr. Bagner versus Psycho Clown before their their mask versus mask uh, match in Triplemania like five years mm-hmm. ago. That was one of the biggest biggest draws that we did. Wow. Um, Ricardo, I have a, a kind of a different question, different kind of question. Since yeah. since you you've had this great success. And now it's 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 not really a secret anymore. You know, I I, I think I, I can sense people in the wrestling community in general don't regard your show anymore as like, oh, it's just that Lucha show. Like, which is, I think, how they thought of it before. But now, um, you know, thanks to us covering it more and things like that, I think people are beginning to understand how impressive the show is. Um are you running into anybody who's jealous or being very negative? Are you are you encountering the problems that come with having success of people being jealous or 
seen you as a rival or something like that? Or has it generally yes, been pretty smooth? No, yes, of course. I think that comes obviously with the success, you know, and obviously I've, I've had yeah. issues. Obviously, I had a couple of guys that have worked that worked with me, uh, and they started their own their own lucha lucha libre um, uh, their own lucha libre promotion here, actually in Georgia. Unfortunately, they're not doing very well. They they they're not drawing it. To be honest with you, I'm I'm really surprised because they have done both in the same venue, and they have brought in some really good like talent, you know, like known talent. And they're they're not even drawing like half of what I draw, and it's like I wonder why is this. It's just maybe, like I said, it's just, you know, um, I, 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 just, I just feel like when you do things wrong, you know, obviously things don't go your way. And, you know, uh, like, you know, I, obviously I had, you know, people obviously doing, like, you know, crazy stuff, like coming into my shows and, and pass out flyers of their shows, like me not knowing and putting posters, oh, like, they knowing and then looking for my sponsors and but like I say, like I have like like you know that's why when I you know at the beginning obviously of the call you ask me you know you know why do I think that MLA is successful I'm sorry um, and I and I told you, you know a lot of the a lot of the sponsors that I have those are sponsors that work with me when I was a radio host like owners of restaurants and like you know like managers and. So we build this good relationship, and obviously, you know, uh, it's just not like a business relationship, but it's more of a friendship, you know, and obviously comes from right. business, obviously. But the thing is that, you know, when they look for them, you know, they call, they'll call me right away, like, hey, there's this promoter that he's looking for me, and he does lucha, but I told him that uh, I'm already working with, with you, and I don't, I'm, I'm not really trying to work with him. I don't really care for him. So, but it comes, you know, it comes along. Like I say, you know, it comes along with the whole thing, you know. And, and yes, obviously, yeah. I, I get it all the time, all the time, you know, that um, a lot of promoters want to work with me, they want to do partnerships, and you know, and, and obviously because they know what Mucilic is doing, you know, they don't, they don't really, they don't bring anything to the table. I mean, uh, they don't offer anything. You know, they don't bring anything to the table. I mean, I don't want to be arrogant, but. I just think, like, I have always said it, you know, if you're going to partner up with somebody because this is going to be a win-win situation for both of the promoters, not just for one, you know? Right. So that's that's just how I feel, to be honest, you know? Uh, like, you know, right now, you know, I'm not, like, I did a lot of things for, uh, well, before Ring of Honor, like, before COVID hit. Um, I remember they came into Atlanta, and they looked for me because uh, Dragon Lee and Bruce, they're really good friends of mine, so they were they they talked to the owners of uh, Ring of Honor, and uh, they told them that you know what, we have a guy that can really help us in the uh, Latino community to do the marketing. So I remember that Ring of Honor show. I think I brought in maybe like 300 fans, maybe for Mucha Lucha. I was able to sell like 300 300 tickets, and uh, they were all like in the first and second row. Everybody like it was just crazy. Like everybody came out with their masks, with their with their, with their flags. And uh, <laughs> um, after the show, after the show, they came up to me like you know um, they were like Ricardo, you know. To be honest, we have we have come we have we have been to Atlanta like many 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 times, but it has never felt like this. So like you know, thank you so much for helping out. Like what can we do for you? And then that's when we did, like, a partnership where they were going to be able to – I was going to be able to use their talent. Like, I was like, can I use yeah. your talent? And they were like, absolutely, go ahead and use it. And then that's when COVID hit. But, uh, you know, that's when COVID hit, and then they they, know they they couldn't do shows anymore. 
And uh, so I couldn't really do anything, you know, but I was I was going to be able to bring the Briscoes at one point and Jaylito and, like, a lot of their guys. And uh, and they were going to be able to – they, they told me, as long as, you know, you know um, we don't have a show the same day, it's okay. You can do whatever you want with us and just let us know in time. So that was, like, a really good partnership that I was able to do that it never, it never really happened because, like I said, because of COVID. Now I'm doing this with MLW. Uh, I'm, I'm in the talks with New Japan right now. Like maybe do a, a show together coming up soon uh, in Atlanta. So um, you know, I, I think I really think they they uh, they do it because they know what Muchavich is uh, is drawing. You know, I mean, I still think we're a small promotion. Obviously, we don't have TV or we don't have like this contract and things like that. But I still think that we're drawing way more than. Than, than promotions that are known, you know, like I said, you know, like yeah. uh, I've been a couple, a couple of, I've been a couple of uh, impact shows and and MLW and things, and and they're great, but uh, like I said, uh, you know, I don't think they're drawing that much, you know, um, and at least no more than Mucha Lucha, you know, in some shows, not every single show. So I really think that you know they know we're a good promotion, we're we're serious, and we're organized. And we're trying to do big things, you know, like I, I, I tell them all the time, you know, like just give me a chance and I'll show you what I can do for you guys. So I think that's why now, you know, they everybody's kind of like turning heads, you know, on Mucha Lucha. I mean, I got to say this. I remember in April 2010 when Jim Cornette was one of the guys in charge of Ring of Honor. I went to their first show of the new era in Charlotte. And they tried very hard to get, like, a Latino crowd. They, they booked a number of luchas. Um, they had a, a thing worked out with the local, like, you know, Spanish language station. And nobody came except for the three tickets that they gave away. But they didn't, they didn't, I mean, you pulled in 300 paying customers. I'm sure they were blown away. They've been trying, Ricardo, they've been trying to do that for 10 years before you actually did it. So just know, I mean, that's a major accomplishment because they've been trying forever and never succeeded until you did it for them. So. Yeah, they 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 are like I said, you know, um, they were so surprised. And even though I, I remember, I, I think that show before before we before before obviously before the show, I think they were only going to bring in Rouge and Bandido, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, who who are your who are your Latino guys? Like, they then they had obviously they had Flamita, they had Ray Oris, they had a Dragon. You know, I was like, you need to bring them all. I guarantee you that you'll be amazed. So. You know, when they ended up bringing them and some people from CMLL, if I'm not mistaken, and that's when mm. Bandido, Flamita, and Ray Ores, they actually beat Marcus Curl, Flip Gordon, and, and I think it was Brody King for the champions. I think they became the the champions that night because, uh, it, it, like I said, they saw the crowd. It was just it was just so crazy, you know. And they they came up to me like, man, you know, honestly. You know, uh, Marty Skrull, he was like, at that time, I think he was uh, he was one of the bookers for, for, yeah. for Ring of Honor. And he was like, man, we really need to come down to Atlanta at least two or three times a year. That's how, that's how, that's how it was. It, it, it's a shame that the, uh, of course, it's a shame for many reasons that, that the COVID happened. But I was at that show, yeah. the show you're talking oh, about, you Ricardo. Okay, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And the atmosphere was incredible. With, yeah. with with the with the fans with your fans there and all of the uh, lucha libre guys there, it was great. It's too bad that that couldn't have uh, 
followed through. It really is. Yeah. Um, yes, I was I was excited and I wanted to, but you know, unfortunately, COVID, you know, you know, all of a sudden, then that's when I heard that. Okay, so Ring of Honor no longer Ring of Honor. I'm so yeah. I, I was I was bummed about the whole thing, but yeah, that was, if, if you were there, you know what I'm exactly what I'm saying. Yes. about. it was a great show. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great, yeah. great, great atmosphere. So. um before we let you go, uh, if someone still wants to go to the show on Sunday, tickets available online, that's the way to do it? Yes, it's, it's the best way to do it, available online. You can just go to our, our uh, com website. Uh, first, first, second, and third third row tickets are completely sold out. There's no tickets <laughs> available. Uh, we have a VIP lounge on top, or like it's like a, they have like a, it's like a kind of like a like a little sofa where that fits like four people. That's completely sold out. That's like another 150 fans that fit that place, and you know there's no more tickets available there. So it's just to be honest, with you, it's general admission. You know, first come, first serve. You buy your ticket, and then you know you sit where there's a chair. If there's no chair, then you stand, stand, standing room only. To be honest. <laughs> so, but yeah, right now we sold over 700 tickets. Uh, over seven hundred tickets, yes, on pre-sale. So it's gonna, it's gonna, it's look. I mean, from what I see, it's gonna. Be, and then, um, like I said, that's not obviously that's not counting. You know, obviously, comp tickets that we give away to radio stations, comp tickets that we give away to sponsors. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, we do a lot of things with uh, kids with autism. You know, you know, we bring a, a, a group of kids with autism that we give away for tickets. You know, uh, to them. Obviously, I'm not counting. So yeah, we we're expecting over a thousand fans that you know in, in this upcoming show on Sunday. It's going to be a great. fantastic, fantastic. Hey, thanks so much for giving us some of your time, and uh, we look forward to Sunday. I I I, I plan to be there and, and check this out for sure. Yeah, please, yes, please. You guys have my number. When you guys get there, let me know. Give me a call. Give me a text. I'll you know I'll come to the door. And bring you guys in. Whatever you guys need, you know, just let me know. Okay. Thank you, Ricardo. Oh, thank Appreciate you so it. much. All right, thank you. So, right, thank you so much again for the for the time. And and, and I'm sorry, like I said, you know, I, I know I told Lay, Lay, just let me know because I'm so busy, you know. And but I, I was able to find the time, so like I said, you know, I'm sorry about that, but. No, you know, no, I, we appreciate I, it. I really thank we you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Take you, guys. Care. Like I said, you know, so yeah, thank you again. And then, uh, like I said, I hope to see you guys on Sunday, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Wow. Hey, there you go. Pre-sale, 700. All the good seats are already – no, I shouldn't say all the good seats. <laughs> but, but first, second, and third all row. All the expensive freaking seats are sold. Yeah, Jeez, well, they're all we... expensive, but Jesus. <laughs> Larry, you know what I mainly got out of that interview? That if Ricardo can get you in for free, everybody else should fucking let you in for free. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody hear Ricardo tell Larry, just call me and I'll make sure you're taken care of and you get it. Everybody else heard that, right? So, you freaking nacho selling motherfuckers. Like, Larry's probably going to be sitting up there on a couch. <laughs> My man's going to be in a couch with freaking bottle service. I don't even know what's going to happen, man. Are you excited about going to the show and really experiencing the Mucha Lucha thing? 
so, so yeah, I mean, I've been there before. I've been I've been to his show and another Lucha show in Atlanta. So I know right. the atmosphere for his show, and I and it's and it, and the the lineup, the talent lineup is unbelievable on this show. I mean, Fatu, Hammerstone, the MLW guys, Taya Valkyrie, the AAA guys, Dragon Gate. I mean, hey, what more could you ask? Really, it's Cruel's going to be there too, right? Yeah, yeah, Cruel's on the oh card my also. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, well, Georgia Flavor, Alex Kane's going to be on there. You know, I think people are hip to Mucha Lucha and Ricardo because it's not like MLW is sending him the B team. You know what I mean? This is like, this is their biggest names, their best guys. And they are obviously trying to match the sort of tenor and the strength of his usual card. Uh, it is, I am curious, though, you know, if they're going to run a different kind of show, the effect that that's going to have on their crowd. True. Yeah, right. If, if, if this is going to be more TV taping style, so to speak, with 13 matches, that's different for their crowd. So that will, that will be interesting to see how that um, plays. It should make for some great TV for MLW with that atmosphere. Good good Lord. They're going to love yes, that. Yes, I, hey, I mean – Yes, kudos to MLW for being smart enough to hook that up because that's a that's a no lose for them. Absolutely. Hey, we got to get Ace on here. He's on a tight time frame, Absolutely. and uh, we want we want to talk with him about this fabulous show he's booked for this return for part two. Here, we got that's him, Ace Haven. Fuck. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. What's going on, Ace? So. Well, I'm excited. Hey, so when you said you were coming back, that's one thing. But to come back with with one of the best cards that you've ever had, good lord. Oh, well, you know, we wanted to come back big, Larry. Or you know, why even come back? <laughs> True enough. I mean, Ace, you've I've assumed you've been in this venue and you're familiar with it now. How many how many people? Let, let's what's a in the old building, what constituted like selling it out or, you know, filling up every seat? How many seats did the old venue have? Oh man. Uh, if you, if you sat, if you could seat 150 to 160 people in the old venue, um, that would, you would be packed in. I would say. I was going to say that's, that's people falling all over each other. Yeah, Yeah. 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 It's pretty packed. Um, and you know this one is a, is a good bit bigger. I mean, it's not you know it's not a 500, it's not a 600 you know person arena. Um, but I would say you know we're in a comfortable ra- in a comfortable range of you know 200, um, maybe a little more, and they start falling over each other. So it's not going to be a massive increase, uh, especially not yet. We still have some things coming. You know we have bigger bleachers coming in, that kind of stuff. Um, but in the meantime, you know even just set up like like the old arena it still is going to seat more people. It is, it is a sizable upgrade. Um, and the facility itself is incredible. I know Larry's seen a few preview pictures of it. Um, it's an incredible facility. Oh, my gosh. So tell us a little bit about this card taking place. Um, and my question is, um, what makes you nervous about the show coming up? What what makes you most nervous right now? Because I mean it's 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 all new, it's all different. You're in the other venue for more than a decade. I mean, what's making you the most nervous 
um, and tell us about the card that you put together as well. Well, you know, part of it is just, it's just kind of like losing that magic just from the arena. Um, you know, I compare it a lot and, you know, big shoes here maybe, but I compare it a lot to if ECW moved out of the ECW arena, you know, like the shows yeah. have still been the same. Some of that magic was lost just because, you know, now they're in the Hammerstein ballroom or now they're wherever. And, you know, it's just not the same. And, and that's a concern I have. Um, I can tell you that with the lights off and the sh- when it turns, when it transforms in the show form, um, it's very pro-South. It has a very pro-South feel. Um, there's been some changes. There's been some lighting effect changes. There's been some design changes. Um, but as a whole, you're going to tune in, whether you're in the house live on Friday or if you tune in on YouTube. Um, it's very decidedly pro-South. And it's not going to be culture shock to our, our live audience or our live stream viewer audience. Um, it's not going to be culture shock. It very much looks like pro-South. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm happy with the work we've done in remodeling this building. Um, it's completely transformed from what it looked like, what it looked like before. And it, it, looks like a t- it looks like a TV studio. Well, that's music to my ears. Because you know yes. the, the 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 look and feel of the of the old Pro South building was was part and parcel to what part what made it great. So if you've got that, you're a long way there already. Yes, absolutely, and and I'm and I'm excited for the card that we've been able to book. You know, um, we we took some swings. You know, we took some swings, and uh, we got most of what we swung at. Uh, so I'm happy with it. Uh, the card was intended to be. Not bigger in terms of more matches, but, you know, we did have plans to get some people that were not available. Um, and I don't really want to talk about that because it, it could be, you know, stuff that could still happen down the line. But we took some swings, and I think we hit home runs on most of what we swung on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got you got Cruel. You got Killjoy. You got Trevor and You got Exotic Youth. Cabana Man Dan. I'd say you did pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 totally proud of the card that we booked. I agree with you. I think it's gonna be one of the best shows that we've booked. Um, you know, I, I'm very happy for it, and I think the energy in the building is gonna be insane after a five week layoff, six week layoff, almost the way it's been, and just in being in a new place. I, I think the talent's gonna blow the roof off the place. So there's really not a match that's booked that I don't think has potential to steal the show Friday night. Ace, I'm going to ask the question, of course, that's going to completely derail the mood. So, you know, (laughs) in in the the past, you know, different Alabama promotions and Pro South, there's been kind of conflict or tension and and difficult times. Um, With you guys ending your show at the old venue and now in this new venue, have any of the guys from other leagues reached out to you or have you heard anything about what they're saying? I'm just curious what the current state of sort of Alabama wrestling is. Are, are people getting along? Are people not getting along? Is it just sort of like a cold war? Like, how would you describe the relationship between you and the other, like, major Alabama promotions? Well, I definitely would say cold war is a great word for it. I, I don't feel like anyone is actively going out of their way to hurt anybody. Uh, I feel like a lot of that has has calmed down. 
Um, but there is little to no desire for anyone to work with anybody. Um, the closest thing, in my opinion, to anyone working together is the relationship that Pro South and New Era. Uh, we share mm-hmm. a lot of similar mm-hmm. talent. Uh, you know, we try to try to book similarly to uh, to some degree, um, and we promote each other's shows on our events. So that, I think that's the closest. Um, but you know, that's status quo for Alabama, especially. Um, and we've always been the black sheep when it comes to the state. Um, and I, I feel as if people. Even if they didn't publicly rejoice, there was a lot of celebration when we lost the venue because they thought we wouldn't be back. Um, mm. And I will say that, you know, from speaking to my previous landlord, that several people reached out attempting to get the venue, I guess, in the, the mindset that it was <laughs> or it would be open. And I'm not going to put those people on blast um, right now publicly, but – just for the record, it's the usual suspects doing the usual suspect stuff. Um, and the people in the know would already know that. Uh, but the building is actually sold. The building's gone. Uh, it's a warehouse now. But I, I don't know. I, I don't really study what the other promotions are doing. I mean, I, I keep aware of it to some degree just because I feel like I should know what's going on in the area. Um, but we're, we're off doing our own thing. We're not in competition with them. I feel like I feel like we're not even really competing with wrestling because of the way we live stream and the things that we do. You know, we're just kind of competing with whatever you're going to watch on a Friday night. It's not even just wrestling. It's football. You know, it's, a, it's sitcoms. Like I feel like we're just competing with that because we have the potential to get a worldwide audience at any point in time. Right. Did the did the change in venue have was there any um, issue or involvement from the commission as far as you changing venues? I mean, did they care? Well, not really. There was a little bit of some paperwork that I had to send in just because I had to transfer permits that I had already purchased um, and got it, you know, some dates moved out because I, you know, I, when we when we closed initially, when we closed from the original venue, I had had permits already bought through October. Uh-huh. So, you know, I had to. I had to move those dates, and and thankfully the new regime over the commission was willing to work with us, and they let us, you know, transfer over certain dates and whatnot. And it was a pretty relatively painless process in terms of the commission, um, which I'm impressed because within the past and in the past regimes with the commission, it's been literally anything but easy. Um, so I'm impressed with that. So I'm hoping it'll stay like that. But we haven't had any issues with them regarding a, a venue change or an address change or anything like that. It was very smooth. You have to um, get a permit for every date you run? Yes. And you have to get a permit for every date you run 30 days in advance. Um, You have to send in your participant list, which can change. You can make, you know, amends to that. And then something that I'm interested to see how it's going to be pursued in the future, but shows that are ran in schools, like that are fundraisers or charity shows or anything of the such, uh, there's a completely different form and permit that you have to get for that, and I'm pretty sure that nobody does that. So I'm not sure if they're going to crack down on that or what they're going to do. But anything that where you don't take 100% of the ticket sales, there's a whole com- there's a completely different form of event permit you have to fill out for. It's really a just a paperwork nightmare. It's a it's a mountain of paperwork yeah. for every event. It, it, 
Just one other commission question. How far in advance do do the actual wrestlers have to be licensed in order to be on be on the show? They just got to be licensed by night of show. How does that work? From my understanding, um, I've never had any issues with anyone getting licensed the day of, as long as they keep their 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 license number and the receiving and all that. Uh, I've never had any problems with that. I know at one point the rule was two days before, um, but you know we brought up concerns that you know you have last minute cancellations, you have people who ride yeah. with somebody. You know, you you don't know you don't necessarily know your card thirty days in advance. You may have a game yeah. plan, but you don't necessarily know who's going to be there, who's not going right. to be there in thirty. Um, so I don't really feel like they crack down a whole lot on that. I'm pretty sure as long as you've got people who are licensed um, and their license is active at the time of the event, they don't really like stress that anymore. Um, but well, the new regime's only active for a little bit, so. Do you? I mean, I'm I'm curious a little bit. I just have one more question about the uh, Alabama Commission. Have they ever sent anybody out to one of your shows? Not that I've been aware of in this year. Um, okay. In the past, they have. Um, and to some degree, I felt like in the past I had been unfairly targeted by the commission because there was a lot of shows that were running that were not in the guidelines of the barricading or the padding on the floor or et cetera, et cetera, that I know never got messed with or never, or at least never went public that they were messed with in any form by the commission. And it seemed like they were just constantly there wanting to try to pick a fight with us. Um, you know, Hey, how many people do you have in here? Uh, Hey, is all this up to fire code? Hey, is this person licensed? Oh, well, you know, your cameraman has to be licensed because he's inside the barricade. And it just seemed like they were just, you know, making lines and daring us to cross them. And then when we wouldn't, they would just move the line closer to us. Mm. Wow. But, but you know, there was a, there was a power change. There was a, it was a very, very messy situation. Um, I won't go into that, but it is very public. It's all online. Um, there was some money that was unaccounted for and money going places that shouldn't have been going. So um, you can you can research that. You can find all of that. But hopefully the new <laughs> regime is, is going to be more consistent. They're going to be more fair um, for everybody because it's not – I don't want the commission to just leave me alone. I'm completely fine with the commission targeting me as long as they target everybody else equally. Right, you know, as, long as, as, as long as they're – Arbiting fair. I mean, that's just what it comes down to, right? Absolutely. Gotcha. I, have, I have no problem doing things the right way and make sure, you know, generic wrestling show 45 minutes down the road is doing things the right way as well. And I have no I have no quarrels with that. Yeah. Larry. Anything else you want to tell us for your uh... – about this, um, yeah. How can how can people where where is it? What's the location? How can they find out? What of time course, can they the start watching on YouTube? One thousand three Industrial Park in Piedmont. Um, if you're coming from Jacksonville, Alabama, there's a big sign. It's lit up on both sides. You can't miss it. Uh, there's going to be a sixteen foot road sign out saying wrestling every Friday night. What yeah, you're pulling. Yes, it's going to be great. You pull back into the parking lot. There's clearly marked where you go in and out. You go in. There's. I'm not even going to spoil that yet. You, when you go in, it's an experience from the moment you walk in. Oh, all the way boy. 
Um, That's cool. Doors open at 6.30. Bell time 7.30. Ticket prices this week are $12 general, $15 for ringside. And the YouTube stream will go live at 7.15 with the first match at 7.30. Dude, I'm so happy for you guys. I mean, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to be clever, but I just, like, I'm I'm smiling ear to ear that you guys got to... that you got to, I mean, a month and a half after you, you're out of the building that you've been in for longer than one of my children has been alive. Like, that's crazy. And, you know, it's so great. Uh, wrestling is better for you guys being around. And I think the boys know that, too. Um, so it's just wonderful. It's just great news. It's great news. Congratulations. And I'm sure the show's going to be amazing. Uh, we're going to do everything in our power to make it so, and we have, the just the talent alone is 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 so stacked for this show. You know, you guys mentioned, you know, Exotic Youth, Cruel, Cabana Man Dan, Killjoy, Trevor Eon. You know, but you, you can't overlook people like Damian Saratone and Marcus Eriks. Uh, Elijah Proctor is going to be there as well. Like the card is no. stacked. This is a deep card, uh, top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I as I said, I'm sorry that I I can't be there live, but I'll I'd hope to be tuning in when this when this live stream hits. Absolutely, and that's the that's the the beauty of the live stream. You don't have to be here live to experience it, and you know, and that's something that I really hope takes off more than it has. Not that that, that I'm depressed about the numbers we're doing, but you know, this is a free a free live streamed event every single week episodic there's no subscription required you don't have to download a special app to watch it you know uh and, and it's so you can go back at any point in time and watch it and the only one at least as far as you and i know the only one in the united states free live stream weekly if there's another one nope. i want to know about it but no one has Nothing's come up yet to say anybody else is doing what you're doing. Wow. And, and you know, try it. Watch, watch the YouTube stream. It's no risk to you. You're out two, two and a half hours when we have a long show, unless we get thrown, you know, unless we lose another venue. Um, you know, two, two and a half hours. <laughs> that's, what you have, that's, that's what you have involved. No money, no energy. Try it. And you might you might find something you like on it, and you might not. But you know you might find something you like on it, and then now you've been introduced to a whole new flavor of pro wrestling that you never knew you liked before. Well, man, people need to, people need to check it out. People need to get there if you can. Otherwise, you just watch it on YouTube. Congratulations, Ace. I know we're going to talk again soon. Um, I imagine there'll be a lot to talk about after this first show. So. Fantastic. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for giving us some of your time tonight, and we will uh, look forward to Friday night in person or on YouTube. Well, Larry, between Ace Haven being on to announce about a show at a new venue, and Larry, I just got to say, I mean – when we had this idea of getting Ricardo on and I just, I'm not going to say that I didn't think it was going to happen. I just thought to myself, like, it just doesn't, you know, 
<laughs> I just can't believe it's happening. I can't believe Pro South got a show back that's so wonderful and a better venue from all accounts, if we're being honest. And and Ricardo was on, and I thought he was pretty great. Did, did you feel like he learned something new in the Ricardo interview? He didn't have really time to talk about it. Well, yeah, I was the um... – I didn't I didn't know how the uh, meet and greet thing worked, but now I you know he explained that that that's that's key for these some of the, for this sponsor to have that meet and greet because he, he they can't participate directly in the show, so that that was interesting, and um, you know yeah that uh, nine to twelve hundred and that they did fifteen hundred for that one show a number of years ago. I mean that's nothing different than what I'd heard, and but we heard it right from the from the horse's mouth that that's that's what they do there. And I mean I just love it that they got the um, first three rolls and all sold out, seven hundred advance. I was in one show ever. I mean on the indie level that got fifteen hundred. You know what it took to get that fifteen hundred, Larry? What? It was the only indie show that Roddy Piper had ever done. <laughs> That's what it took to get 1,500 people. And the fact that he's doing – I can't even get over it. I mean, what a time to be alive, eh? I mean, like you said, the next weekend coming up is absolutely mammoth. Pro South returns, five shows on Sunday, including Mucha Lucha. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> It's just so crazy. Yeah, so and crazy. October's looking pretty big, big too. And of course, this is this this Saturday is Crossroads, Southern Fried's second biggest show of the year. And then we got the uh, anniversary show for Southern Honor, second Saturday yeah, or second Friday, Swamp, excuse me, in October. Swamp Rules is coming up in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's that's like, right. Tis the season, right? Tis the season. So. And that we that weekend is uh, Anarchy's next shot at a big show that Fire on the Mountain uh, on the on the twenty fourth. So it just keeps on coming. Well, lots to check out, lots to see. Special thanks to our guests Ace Haven and Ricardo Ricardo Ordaz Jr. Um, Man, go see some wrestling. So many great things have happened. Uh, me personally, and I, I'm just going to mention this really fast, sure. is uh, Casey Kirk, who's been a guest on um, Tipping Point before, of Brandon and Casey, um, is the American Deathmatch champion. <laughs> I, I, I would argue that the rise of Casey Kirk as the never say die plucky baby face of deathmatch wrestling, um, rising all the way. And don't forget a lot of this is predicated on when she wrestled John Wayne Murdoch of John Wayne Murdoch, changing the finish, recognizing what the crowd wanted and putting her over, which started her on this journey of beating everybody who's anybody in deathmatch on her way to becoming the most prestigious champion in the game. Um, and I saw where Mickey Knuckles posted this thing saying, I think Casey, Casey is the greatest woman in deathmatch wrestling history. Mickey well, Knuckles, Larry. That's, that's, that's quite a source to be making that statement. I mean, so congratulations to Casey Kirk. Yeah. And it just goes to show good things happen 
to those who appear on the tipping point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that certainly has proven true over the years, let's just say. Yes. In any case, um, it's been a couple of weeks of great shows. We'll try to get back with another one real soon. For uh, Larry Goodman, I'm uh, Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us for the tip. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. 